Before we dive into the episode, I wanted to let you know I have a free on-demand masterclass called Five Steps to Writing a Novel Without Letting Perfectionism or Procrastination Get in the Way. In this free training, I cover things like where perfectionism comes from, how it's directly linked to procrastination, and what you can do right now to start making real progress with your writing. I also talk about the problem with popular plotting methods and how they can do more harm than good, especially if you're brand new to writing. And last but certainly not least, I share some of the most common mistakes I see writers make so you can avoid them and make this the year you finish your novel. If this sounds like something you're interested in, you can sign up for free at savannagilbo.com forward slash training. One more time, that's savannagilbo.com forward slash training to get your hands on this free masterclass. Try really hard to just focus on the two to three things that will matter and then kind of extrapolate out that story logic from there. So if you change the weather, what does that mean? If you take away a resource, like I'm thinking of Dune, there's not a lot of water on Arrakis, right? So what does that do to the rest of the world? Think about two to three things and extrapolate from there and you'll be much better off than trying to figure out everything. Welcome to the Fiction Writing Made Easy podcast. My name is Savannah Gilbo, and I'm here to help you write a story that works. I want to prove to you that writing a novel doesn't have to be overwhelming. So each week, I'll bring you a brand new episode with simple, actionable, and step-by-step strategies that you can implement in your writing right away. So whether you're brand new to writing or more of a seasoned author looking to improve your craft, this podcast is for you. So pick up a pen and let's get started. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how to start writing your science fiction or fantasy novel. And I know this has been a highly anticipated topic, so I'm very excited to dig into it today. If you want to write science fiction or fantasy, or if you've ever gotten stuck midway through your science fiction or fantasy draft, then this episode is for you. Now, I want to start off by saying that I've received so many messages asking if I'll do an episode on the key scenes and conventions of the science fiction and fantasy genres, and my answer is no. Here's why. Science fiction and fantasy are consumer-facing labels that tell readers there will be fantastic, magical, scientific, or futuristic elements in a novel, but they don't tell us writers how to construct a story from the ground up. So these labels speak more to the setting of a story than the pieces you'll need to craft it. This is why so many science fiction and fantasy authors have trouble outlining and writing their drafts. They know what kind of setting they want to write their story in, but they don't know how to build their stories from the ground up in that setting. If you've never heard me talk about commercial genres versus content genres before, I highly recommend you push pause on this episode and go listen to episode number two that's called How to Choose the Right Genre for Your Story. I'm going to put that link in the show notes for you for easy reference as well. But basically, it comes down to this. Commercial genres are sales categories that help readers connect with the type of stories they like. So for example, young adult fantasy or adult science fiction are both commercial genres with target age ranges attached. You can even take these labels one step further and go into the commercial subgenre of your science fiction or fantasy story. So, for example, subgenres are things like dystopian, space opera, hard sci fi, epic fantasy, urban fantasy, portal fantasy. I mean, the list goes on and on in terms of subgenres. And while these commercial genres and the commercial subgenres are essential to know, especially when it comes time to query agents and to market your story to readers, they don't tell you how to construct a story from the ground up. So they don't tell you things like what your protagonist wants and needs, what your protagonist stands to lose or gain or what's at stake 
how to construct the beginning, the middle, and the end of your story. So the key scenes you'll need to include in each section, what emotion your reader expects to feel or experience, and the theme of your story or the point your story is making. So commercial genres aren't going to tell you these things, but your story's content genre can. So if you identify your story's primary content genre, you're going to immediately get a sense of things like the type of scenes you need to include in your story, the character roles you need to fill, what's at stake for your protagonist, and so much more. So this is why I'm not going to talk about the key scenes and conventions of a science fiction or fantasy story. I've already done episodes on most of the content genres breaking out the key scenes and conventions. So now all you need to do if you're writing a science fiction or fantasy book is to identify which content genre best suits your idea. And then you'll have a list of those key scenes and conventions to help you get started. But I'm not going to leave you hanging there. So in the rest of today's episode, I want to walk you through five questions that will help you figure out the foundational elements that you're going to need to write a compelling science fiction or fantasy novel. So there are five steps and let's go ahead and dive in with step one. Step one is to figure out what kind of story you're writing. So it probably comes as no surprise that the very first question I want you to answer is what kind of science fiction or fantasy story are you writing? If you're like most of the science fiction and fantasy writers I work with, you probably know what the commercial genre is of your story. So for example, maybe you're writing dystopian sci-fi, maybe you're writing epic fantasy or paranormal romance, whatever that commercial genre is. But now it's time to drill down into your story's content genre like we just talked about. So as I mentioned, I'm going to post a link to the episode that I did all about content genres if you want to dig into that topic more. But in this episode, I wanted to share examples of popular science fiction and fantasy genres along with their content genres to help you get started choosing your own. So something like The Hunger Games, that's a combination of the action and status content genres. Something like Throne of Glass by Sarah J. Mass is a combination of the action and worldview genres. A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Mass is a combination of the action, worldview, and love genres. The Eye of the World, so the first book in the Wheel of Time series, that's a combination of action and worldview. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone is a combination of action and worldview. The Magicians is a combination of action and worldview. Something like The Dresden Files or Dead Until Dark, the Suki Stackhouse books, those are both crime stories. Rivers of London, that's a combination of the crime and status genres. Piranesi by Suzanne Clark, that's a combination of crime and worldview. Something like Outlander or The Time Traveler's Wife, those are both combinations of love and worldview. Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell, that's probably a combination of performance and status. Same with The Night Circus by Aaron Morgenstern. The Shining by Stephen King is horror. The first book in the Silo series, Wool, is probably a combination of society and worldview. The Handmaid's Tale of Society. And then finally, something like Una Out of Order by Margarita Montemore. That's primarily a worldview story. So that's just a very quick list of some science fiction and fantasy stories. So you can kind of see what I mean by content genres. So it's what makes the story underneath that label of something like dystopian sci-fi or paranormal romance or epic fantasy. I will keep adding to this list that lives on the blog post that goes along with today's episode as I analyze more science fiction and fantasy stories, but hopefully this list gives you a good place to start when it comes to choosing the content genre or the content genres for your story. 
And once you identify your primary content genre or your content genres, then you can go browse my website and find the list of key scenes and conventions that I've done for the content genres. So let's say you're writing an action story with an internal worldview arc. Just go to my website and search for action and then search for worldview. And those episodes and blog posts with the key scenes and conventions will pop right up. Okay, so let's move on to step number two, and this is to answer the question, what does your protagonist want and need? So once you know what kind of story you're writing, it's time to explore what your protagonist wants and needs. And if you have more than one protagonist, you're going to want to answer this question for each one. Now, here's the cool thing. What your protagonist wants and needs will be determined by your story's content genre. So for example, if you're writing an action story, your protagonist's primary goal will be survival. So they'll want to defeat or stop the antagonist so that they can restore their sense of agency and live to see another day. If you couple that with an internal worldview arc, your protagonist will need to update their outdated worldview in order to defeat or stop the antagonist. So you can look at this question of what does your protagonist want and need through the lens of your content genre or genres, and then you can take the generic wants and needs that your genre provides and make it more specific to your story. So for example, in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, which is an action story with an internal worldview arc, Harry's goal is to prevent Lord Voldemort from getting the Sorcerer's Stone. If he does that, he's going to maintain his sense of agency and Voldemort won't be able to regain his power. So the key point here is to use your genre framework as a guide and then make the answer and then make your answer to this question more specific to your story idea. You can also continue to refine your answers to what your protagonist wants and needs as you get to know your story more as well. But using your genre framework is a great place to start. Now let's move on to step number three. And step number three is to answer the question, what conflict will your protagonist face? So once you know what your protagonist wants and needs, you can consider the specific conflict they're going to face as they pursue their goal. And you're looking for two sources of conflict here, external conflict and internal conflict. The external conflict your protagonist faces is primarily going to come from the antagonist of your story. So if you haven't already, this is a good time to dig into who your antagonist is, what they want, what they'll do to get it, and things like that. The internal conflict your protagonist faces is going to come from their internal obstacle. So whatever source of internal conflict they need to overcome before they can be successful in your story's plot. And if you haven't already, this is a good time to dig into your protagonist's backstory to understand where their internal obstacle came from in the first place. I also want to point out that your content genre will provide guidance for you here as well. So for example, in a society story, the antagonist wants to maintain their power and keep the little guys down. So that would be the external conflict in a society story. If you couple that with an internal worldview arc, that means the protagonist has an outdated worldview that they have to upgrade before they can successfully challenge the antagonist. So that's the internal conflict. As an example, you can think about the book Wool by Hugh Howey, which is a society story with an internal worldview arc. And in that story, only a few people in power know the truth and the history behind the silo that they all live in. So those few people in charge, they withhold information to keep the population complacent and to avoid rebellion. And then eventually the protagonist, Juliet, she uncovers the truth and she unwinds her outdated worldview. And because of that, she's able to successfully take power away from the powers that be. So again, use your genre framework to help you get started and then continue to refine your antagonist's goal and their plan as you get to know your story more. That's step number three. Let's move on to step number four. 
Step number four is to figure out where and when your story is going to take place. So it's no secret that when writing science fiction or fantasy, you have to create a believable and three-dimensional world for your characters, right? Readers expect this to varying degrees based on the type of story you're telling. For example, an urban fantasy might require a little bit less world building than an epic fantasy, but it's still a really important element to spend some time on. Now, you might think that your story's content genre can't inform your world building, but spoiler alert, it totally can. For example, one of the conventions of the horror genre is an isolated and claustrophobic setting. If you're writing a horror story set in a futuristic world or a fantasy world, brainstorm how you can use the magical or technological pieces of your story world to help you create that kind of isolated or claustrophobic setting. If you're writing an action story, one of the conventions of the action genre is that there's a large power divide between the protagonist and the antagonist. So you can use this same lens to look at your world through. For example, you can brainstorm how you can show a large power divide in the relationship between other people in your story world as well, so not just your protagonist and your antagonist. And you can also consider what kind of power divide will exist between your protagonist and your antagonist. So in a fantasy world, it's probably going to be more of a magical power divide, where in a science fiction story, it's probably to do more with technology or the advancement of something or maybe even with weapons. You can even back out of your content genre for this step to consider what guidelines your commercial genre might offer. So for example, a reader of dystopian sci-fi will have different expectations than they would if they picked up a space opera, right? I know that might sound obvious, but sometimes it's the obvious things we don't think about until we're already deep in the weeds, so I just wanted to mention it. I'd also consider the age range you're writing for because this will tell you what kind of learning curve your story should have. If you've never heard this term learning curve before, it basically refers to the amount of time it will take a reader to understand your story world, so all the rules, boundaries, and limitations of your magic system or of your technology. And if you're writing for middle grade readers, you're going to need to have a much more shallow learning curve than you would if you were writing for adults. So basically, if you're writing for adults, you can introduce a lot more of your world within the opening chapters than you could if you were writing for a middle grade audience. Now, this isn't an excuse to info dump if you're writing for adults, but I'm just saying that generally speaking, adult readers can take more world building information right out the gate than middle grade readers can. So just something to keep in mind. Next week, I have a whole episode about world building coming out, so I'm not going to get into all the details here, but just consider things like what kind of magic system you'll have, or if you're writing sci-fi, what technology exists or doesn't exist in your world, and then brainstorm the rules, boundaries, and limitations around your magic system or around your technology. You can also brainstorm environmental things too, like geography and weather and climate, or you could spend some time digging into the people that make up your world and things like that. But what I don't want you to do is spend too much time here because things will grow and change as you start outlining and writing your story. Plus, you only really need to go deep into the things that have an impact on your story. So you don't need to have everything there is to know about your world figured out, especially when you're just starting out. This is what causes a lot of sci-fi fantasy writers to get bogged down and to kind of freeze because they don't know the answer to every single question and detail about their world. So just something to keep in mind, try really hard to just focus on the two to three things that will matter and then kind of extrapolate out that story logic from there. So if you change the weather, what does that mean? If you take away a resource, like I'm thinking of Dune, there's not a lot of water on Arrakis, right? So what does that do to the rest of the world? 
Think about two to three things and extrapolate from there and you'll be much better off than trying to figure out everything. So with that being said, that's step number four. Do some brainstorming about your story world and use both your content and commercial genres for guidance. Now let's move on to step number five. Step number five is to think about what happens in the beginning, middle, and end of your story. Now, you don't have to have everything figured out before you start outlining or writing your story, but it can be helpful to have an overview of how things will unfold. So I recommend writing both a one to two sentence logline and a two to three paragraph synopsis that summarizes your entire story because this will help you see the big picture as you outline and write. I did an episode about this. It's episode number 54. It's called How to Test an Idea Before You Start Writing. And in that episode, I walk you through how to write a logline and a synopsis. So I will link to that episode and blog post in the show notes for you. But the cool thing is, is that if you know your story's content genre, you're going to be able to get a really good idea of how your story needs to unfold. So for example, if you're writing a mystery set in space, there's going to be a crime in the beginning. Usually it's a dead body. The middle is going to be all about tracking down those clues and parsing out the true clues from the false clues. And the ending is all about exposing the criminal and bringing them to justice. So like I mentioned earlier, I've done a lot of the work for you already by breaking out the key scenes of each genre. So if you know your genre, just do a search for it on my website and you'll be able to see those breakdowns of the key scenes. Now, one thing I want to mention is that when you write your synopsis in particular, I want you to keep an eye on the middle of your story to make sure it's not too vague. I see this happen a lot with science fiction and fantasy writers where the middle of their synopsis doesn't contain enough meaningful conflict and it just reads really flat. And this is what causes a lot of writers to get stuck in the middle of their draft or when they get that feeling that their story is just kind of petering out and they don't know where it needs to go next. So this is why I really want you to brainstorm the conflict that gets in your protagonist's way, specifically in regards to your antagonist. And it's also why I want you to look into the key scenes of your chosen content genre. You really need to make sure that you can see specific and escalating conflict that your protagonist will face throughout the middle of the story, and you can definitely see if it's there or not there by writing a synopsis. If you find there's not enough specific conflict, you can take some time to develop that and flesh it out a bit before you start outlining or writing, and that will save you a lot of time and effort in the long run. So that's step five, brainstorm what will happen in the beginning, middle, and end of your story, and write it out as a one to two sentence logline and a two to three paragraph synopsis. If you feel good about the logline and synopsis you've written, move on to the next step, whether that's outlining or writing, you know, choose your own adventure depending on where you fall on the plotter pantser spectrum. If you don't feel good about your summaries, then you can work on crystallizing those a bit more and digging into things like your conflict, your antagonist, finding the key scenes of your genre and things like that before you take the next steps. So there you have it. Hopefully you feel much more confident about starting to write your science fiction or fantasy novel. To recap those five steps we talked about really quick, step one was to identify the kind of story you're writing. So don't stop at your commercial genre. Dig under that and figure out what kind of story you're writing. What is your commercial genre? Step two is to brainstorm what your protagonist wants and needs. And again, don't forget to rely on your content genre for some guidance here. Step three is to flesh out what conflict your protagonist will face. So remember, we want external conflict and internal conflict, and we want both types of conflict to be specific. You can also rely on your content genre for some clues and guidance here as well. Step four is to flesh out the setting. So where and when will your story take place? 
Remember that your content genre can inform this as well, but so can your commercial genre. So lean on both if you need some parameters to work within and then do your best not to go overboard. So just focus on two to three things that are really going to make an impact in your story and then kind of extrapolate the cause and effect from there. And then finally, step five is to brainstorm what happens in the beginning, middle, and end of your story and write it out in summary form so that you can see the big picture of your story. I recommend a one to two sentence log line and a two to three paragraph synopsis. But again, you can kind of choose your own adventure here too. If you want to write a little bit longer of a synopsis, that's fine. If you want to write a one paragraph summary, that's fine too. The important thing is to just capture the big picture sweep of your story so that you can use it as a guideline as you outline and write. Okay, so I hope this episode has helped you see the power of your story's content genre and how it can help you make so much progress when it comes to writing your science fiction or fantasy novel. I'm definitely going to do more episodes on writing science fiction and fantasy, so stay tuned for those. Like I mentioned earlier, there's one coming out next week that's going to include some world building tips. So if you're having trouble world building, I've got your back next week, so stay tuned for that. And lastly, if you want me to walk you through writing your science fiction or fantasy novel and give you access to all of my genre cheat sheets, go get on the waitlist for my notes to novel course because doors will be opening again very soon. So if you want to get on the waitlist, go to savannagilbo.com forward slash waitlist. I will also put that link in the show notes for you. But one more time, it's savannagilbo.com forward slash waitlist. That will get you on the waitlist for my notes to novel course. And there are always so many science fiction and fantasy writers in there. So if you are writing science fiction or fantasy, you will be in great company. So go get on the waitlist and I will see you again, same time, same place next week. So that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and for showing your support. If you want to check out any of the links I mentioned in this episode, you can find them in the show notes listed in the description of each episode inside your podcast player or at savannagilbo.com forward slash podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're following this podcast because there's going to be another brand new episode coming out next week. If you're an Apple user, I'd really appreciate it if you took a few seconds to leave a rating and a review. Your ratings and reviews tell Apple that this is a podcast that's worth listening to. And in turn, your reviews will help this podcast get in front of more fiction writers just like you. So if you have a quick second, please leave a rating and a review and share this podcast with some of your friends. And then I'll see you next week with a brand new episode full of actionable tips, tools, and strategies to help you become a better writer. So until then, happy writing.